Previously on that Cthulhu John. You see a cop car parked out front. You see in their hand a glossy print. Lenny, it's a mugshot of you. That's when I would like to leave the premises. You hear the phone ring in your room. Hurry up and grab the phone. Uh, I just pick it up. And you recognize the voice as Thompson. Cobb, is this you? Why is there an APB out on you? You see the two cops come out of the check-in office, and they drive away. Just called off the search for you there, Cobb. It came from pretty high up. It was the chief. The chief. Chief of police. Me calling off this investigation is only going to last so long. Walter, Heather, how would you feel about talking to Raymond? Raymond that passed away? We're still going to need to come up with a new way to deal with the Ophidians that are awake. Hopefully we'll make contacting Raymond, he says skeptically, worth it. So Cobb, I want you to tell me everything that you know. Or that APB will come back. Thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 43. We are a real play, Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore, and with me are my friends and investigators. Chad? Thanks for sticking with us through a whole year of episodes. Chuck? Happy anniversary. And Jenny? I was going to say happy anniversary. Hi. Feliz Cavaliños, <laughs> or no, um... Yeah, kind of. So everyone, thanks for listening. It's been a hu- it's been a hundred years. It's been a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks to everyone for listening. We've been we've been doing this for a year at this point now. Uh, by the time this one gets released, crazy. It doesn't feel that long at all. It doesn't at all. No. But uh, thanks to everyone for listening, and especially thanks to our Patreon supporters. Because of you guys, we get to have another year of podcast hosting. <laughs> Thanks, Hell guys. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I didn't know that man was trying to shut us down. I know. <laughs> I can't believe people want to listen to our voices for one solid year. It's amazing. <laughs> and some people got catching up um, to do. This year is going to be the year of Winkle Specs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, when we last left off, Lenny had just gotten to the Melrose Diner. I thought it was at, in the girls' locker room. Wait, which you game is it? I wish this? it was in the girls' locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, um, followed in uh, Detective Thompson. He pulled up in his sweet, was it a firebird? Something. The T-bird. T-bird. Does he have T-tops? I bet he's got them sweet T-tops. Uh, he doesn't, actually, but it uh, is a convertible. Well, that's cool, then. That's pretty cool, too. So when you sat down with Thompson, he said he wanted to hear everything from you. Or... He might put out that APB again on you. Yeah. And I was just about to res- respond. And then I stopped the episode. Yeah. Yeah, my whole flow was off. I gotta... All right. <clears throat> uh, I don't know uh, how much you're really gonna believe. I don't really know uh, how much is really involved. It says, try me. Um, I don't even know where to start. Hell, um, I don't even know when it all began. Uh, remind me again, when he was in the office behind the door or whatever, when I walked in, you know, probably a couple weeks ago or whatever it is by now, Mm -hmm. was that when I saw the flower in there or was it previous to that? Mm -mm. Before you saw Thompson in his office? He's talking about the time that he went to Skinny Joey's office and Thompson was behind the door. Yeah. Okay. That was back when Millie was still kicking it. Right? Okay. So that was before the the Black Lotus that you saw? Well, uh, I noticed he started getting weird, and a lot of guys around, uh, around the uh, truck yard saying the same thing. You know, they were calling him in, he, or he was calling in guys one by one, asking a lot of strange questions. Uh, you know, nobody really wanted to talk about it. 
He says, let me guess. Questions he should have known the answers to? Yeah. Uh, like real, real weird stuff. I mean, they didn't want to be too specific. Uh, kind of got some stuff out of some of the guys. But, uh, you know, like questions about his father and stuff like that, you know, and uh, stuff that, you know, he would know better than we would. Uh, he just didn't seem like himself. He was, uh, honestly, he seemed a little too nice. It was my first clue. Yeah, well, it, it would be weird for that little prick to be acting nice. Yeah, the kid's the worst. But it's funny that you mention that because Chucky started to do kind of the same thing. Yeah, it was uh, right after he disappeared for a couple of days. He comes back all nice. And the same thing happens with his dad. I know his dad was uh, normal because I had a, just friendly conversations with the guy in his car just the night before, I guess. He seemed like himself, you know. We're, I've known him a long time. We're not that close, but, you know, we're cordial with one another, somewhat friendly. So what are you thinking, Cobb? Brainwashing? What? I don't know. I mean, uh, why did they both disappear for a few days, come back uh, like somebody else, uh, asking questions like they don't even know? Well, I mean, you think maybe they were tapped, like they had wires on them? and You know, that's what I thought at first. Uh, you know, I tried to... Try to play it cool and not answer too many too many things too honestly because I didn't know if, uh, I didn't know what was happening. I thought he was trying to roll on somebody or yeah. You think they got flipped? Well, I don't know. You know, there's a, apparently there's a power struggle at the moment, but I don't really know too much of that. Like I said, uh, you know, I just drive, keep my head down. You know. Um. But anyway, uh, I noticed there was this weird flower in, in the kid's office. Uh, you know, when he uh, when he was weird. Um. I actually kind of looked into it. A little bit. Uh, apparently, it doesn't really exist. The closest thing I can find to it is apparently super rare. Wait, you saw a flower, and it doesn't exist. Apparently, it doesn't really exist. Um, but I think that's what he injected me with—that uh, hallucinogen that I might have mentioned when I was running around in the woods and he was trying to kill me. Right. You think this has to do with the flower, though? The uh, that made you hallucinate? Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, kind of same color liquid. Huh, interesting. I don't know, it showed up right around the same time, right before, you know, so uh, the only thing I could think of. Everything, uh, oh yeah, I did steal the needle off him. Uh, and I was able to uh, get someone to take a look at the residue, but there wasn't really a lot to figure out what it was. But uh, it's some sort of flower or plant. So, uh, you know, I put one and one together, two and two, whatever. Uh, so what is it? You're talking like a, like a mushroom kind of thing, like a, like a magic mushroom. Hey, I guess uh, you know. I heard they got a cactus out somewhere out west. You know the natives. So I don't know. Who knows if it's rare? It's probably from some rover in uh, Asia or something, India. You know the kind of shit they write movies about. Can you can you tell me what it looks like? It was a purple lotus. Hmm. Okay. Um, Purple lotus? Do you recall the name of the flower that it closely resembled? Yes, you do. We'll just say you do. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the Vaticus. (laughs) That one, that one, and he says to you, I never heard of that, but I can look into it. Uh, Any idea where he might have gotten it from? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not really sure. Um... The uh, the closest place that deals in rare plants that even knew what I was talking about, um, as far as that lotus was, uh, some place in Delaware. It was flowers by Yuki. It says, huh? That's kind of out of my jurisdiction. Not exactly what I can pull off there. Yeah, I only made a brief call, but uh, you know I'm not not getting around too good these days, so uh, I hadn't made my way down to inquire further, but. I'd like to know if uh, she had sold one recently, but apparently she can get him. I don't know, this flower might have passed through a few, few other people's hands, but I'm not sure how that might be connected. I, I don't know. Um, it just seems uh, it seems suspicious that he comes back with uh, you know some horticulture knowledge and making poisons. Yeah, it does seem strange. Like he was replaced. Yeah, I don't remember Joey being much of a, a horticulturist or a gardener. No, he was just an asshole. Exactly. So, where do we lie here? What are you not telling me, Cobb? I feel like there's something you're hiding. 
Well, I mentioned Jimmy the Skiff. Kind of look around a little bit. Since I don't even know who that is. Did we order anything yet? Did the waitress come by? No, well, the waitress comes by and uh, puts a cup of coffee down in front of Thompson. And make it, uh, make it two. And she says, okay, hon. And she goes back to get another cup. And uh, do you say anything to Thompson at that time, or you just wait for the cup to come back? I just wait for the cup to come back. All right, so about a minute later, she comes back with a cup of coffee, places it down in front of you with a saucer, has a couple little creamers and sugars next to it. Just grab the cup, take a sip, put it down, kind of exhale, <laughs> sigh. Uh, I don't know, I'm uh, racking my brain. I mean, there's probably more to it. Um, it says black. You drink your coffee black, huh? You look over, you see his is, like, almost totally milk. <laughs> I say, well, uh, I drink it a lot. Kind of don't really even taste it anymore. What are you, Cobb? They're a tough guy? And he gives you a smile, pulls the toothpick out of his mouth. Yeah, just a guy, you know. Just a guy with uh, some answers that I'd like to know, right? Well, uh, you know, uh, why don't you uh, ask me some questions then? Um... You know, if, uh, if I think of something, I'll let you know. But uh, what do you want to know? I mean, uh, what else can I tell you? Something tells me, Cobb, that you know who replaced or who brainwashed both Chucky and Skinny Joey. I'm still trying to figure that out. The only people I know that had a connection to this flower, they're uh, fucking college professors. Give me a persuade roll on that one. They got a little gang. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. No. I don't <laughs> like persuade. 71 is not going to do it. Okay. So he leans into you a little bit. Says, listen, Cap. I can tell. Just call police instinct. That you know something you're not telling me. Now. Either you open up, or I will put that APB back out on you. Uh, I mean, there's a lot that, uh, you know, I know that you don't know, I'm sure. You know, uh, that's just how people are, but... Uh, You'd be surprised how little I don't know. One of the things I don't know is what happened to Chucky and Skinny Joey. But I think you do. That I do not, sir. Not exactly. That's uh, still what I'm trying to piece together. Like I said, uh, I don't know uh, how this started or who is getting to them. And I'm trying to figure out anything I can. I can. Honestly, that's all I've been doing. You know, I, I haven't been going to work. He says, all right, cop. Well, but um, I mean, this seems like it was kind of a waste of my time. But and he sit, stands up. I say, hold he on. He pulls out his wallet. He throws a 20 down. He says, don't worry, I'm not going to put the APB back on you. I was just threatening there for a little bit. That's fine. You know, uh, sometimes you got to push people to get info. I understand. Um, look, like you said, I, I really don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of allies at the moment. Or, uh, you know, means to uh, figure this shit out. So, um, I'm not going to fuck you. You know, uh, I wouldn't mind uh, calling upon you in the future. I'll let you know what I know. So sounds good, Cobb. But I might need some more help. Says, uh, well, you let me know what you find out, and if you do need some help, you can call me for backup. All right. And he's, he starts to walk away. He puts his jacket back on. I'll try to keep the heat off you, though. Where's that music coming from? People start looking around. There's, like, Miami voice, voice music. <laughs> Just kind of tap the table with my hand as he goes. I see. All right. He leaves, and Lenny, what do you do from there? I stay there. I'm waiting to get some food. I'm starving. All right, so you do you do order up some food and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so let's say that takes you out to about 12.30 after... Well, let's say you take your time. It takes you out to about 1. And what are Heather and Walter doing at this time? They left off at, I think, 11? Yeah, I think we were heading to his work. Yeah, I mean, my work day starts at noon, so mm. trying to get there before then. That's right. You guys went to Walter's work. Uh, you get there. 
when you walk in, you know, the bell rings, of course, and you just see Theodore there at the cash register. And as you walk in, he says, oh, hey, Walter. Hey, Heather. <laughs> I know you've been introduced before, but I'd like you to meet my new personal assistant. And I kind of hype her up a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of kind of sell it. All right. Oh, theater goes, oh, oh, no kidding. Well, keep your eye out for this one, Heather. You know, he can get into some trouble sometimes. And he, he gives a chuckle to that, laughs a little bit over it. You're telling me. <laughs> and my hair's all wet from the shower because I have my hair dryer and stuff. Yes. <laughs> In a big, light purple, like an Easter purple duffel bag. Nice. I like I check it. My, or check a clock real quick. Do I have a few moments before my shift starts? Yeah, you're there about 10 minutes early. All right, cool. I say, uh, Heather, uh, would you uh, mind joining me in the back? I've got an idea that you may be interested in. You got it, boss. He chuckles and heads on to the back. All right, so you guys head on to the back room. What do you guys do? I say, you know, uh, just so as not to peeve Headley and Theodore and also maybe uh, get something accomplished at the same time, would you be interested in taking my car and returning to the gun range that we visited and inquiring about acquiring a new firearm on my behalf or perhaps yours if you want to register the gun in your name yeah sure i know it's a little random all right so you're going to send her to the to the gun shop for well, to get her gun registered, but what did you, what did you want her to do for you? Well, wait a minute. Actually, with that in mind, do I mean is Heather's uh, little snub nose still in her possession, or was that taken or lost? I forget what ended up happening with that. I know that Ginger got it, but then you got it. You have the it. you have yeah. the snub nose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, more specifically. Um, perhaps, you know, she wants to test her gun at the range a little bit, which Walter would be willing to invest some money in some rounds for her. But since she does have hers, maybe in that case, she could inquire about me getting one of these fancy new Glocks I've been reading about in Guns and Ammo. Uh, I imagine I'd have to go there and register in person or, you know, do some of the stuff in person. But, you know, it might be a fun way for her to kind of break up the monotony of sitting in a bookstore all day, which... Might be kind of boring. And who knows? Maybe we should get that check on the firearms roll. I would say I could practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I says, uh, this should be enough for bullets. I write down, like, the information about the Glock that he wants. and. Mm-hmm. Like, if nothing else, maybe you could place the order and I'll come back to sign for it or something. I, I don't know exactly how it works. But if nothing else, he gives you $30 for bullets. You know, that way you can at least... Uh, fire off some rounds it's probably way more than you need but it also could be some gas if you need it which might be a possibility at this point we've been driving around a lot <laughs> i also have that crisp hundred dollar bill you gave me so oh i seem to recall it was 520s but yeah anyway so heather you take the car you go to the do you, i assume the same gun shop that you guys were at before that was in South Philly or do you go to a different no, one? No, I'll go there. Exactly. Same one. Okay, so you drive all the way down there. You inquire about the Glock. They say that they don't carry that yet. Damn, it's that fresh, huh? And I ask them if uh, they know where carries it, if there's anywhere local that carries it. Says, I'm not sure, hon. I just take care of my own store. Okay, I don't know either. I'm just asking for somebody else, so... We're in the same boat. All right. Do you get your gun registered there? I mean, can you get a gun registered that's not yours? I honestly I don't, don't so. know. I just ask if I could go in the range. Like, maybe I'll get see if I could sign up to get a license. I don't know how long it took in the 80s, but... Get a concealed carry permit, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, so you were there before, so he has, like, your name on record. Mm-hmm. And uh, you purchase some bullets, go down there to start shooting. I want to say I asked him if he could help me, too. Like, if he has time, like, you know, I'm, I wasn't too good at it last time. Oh, okay. Is there any pointers you could give me? 
Bam! There you go. Uh, I'm gonna give him an education roll. See if he can pass some. Jesus Christ! My rolls are terrible. Come on. Uh, so he says he can help you out. Yeah. So he goes down there with you down to the uh, basement, and uh, you know they have the aisles to shoot down. And he's, you know, he's giving you tips. He, say, he says, okay, hon, first off, two hands. And shows you how to line it up and everything. And just give me a firearms roll. Since he failed his education, okay. I would have given you a bonus roll or bonus die, but he failed that. Okay. So firearms, pistols. Okay. Oh, <gasps> 15. Nice. All right. What's that? So you, Very oh. nice. Mark that check off. Yeah, he, he uh, shows you a couple little tricks. Make sure you check the box. Yes. And you wind up uh, hitting center mass pretty much on these cutout targets. Why do I have real nice goosebumps right now? Because <laughs> you love making them rollsies. So, Heather, you, you uh, make some progress with your, your gunplay there. Sweet. Do you stay there much longer? No, I'm gonna. I'm super excited. I'm gonna go back and uh, tell Walter that I did a good gun. <laughs> <laughs> I did gun good. I gunned it. I did a great gun. I got it the target paper. <laughs> All right. So by the time you get back to Joe Clock's bookshop, it is about one thirty. Okay. All right. So we'll leave you guys there. What's Lenny doing? After one o'clock? Um, probably wiping the crumbs off my mouth. I don't know. Right. Uh, leaving the diner, pay for my food, and uh, skedaddle. Um, before I head to meet up with them, I want to stop at, um, what do they have, like Heckinger or Hex? Yeah. yeah. Heckinger. Yeah. Hex, Ace. Hardware uh, yeah. Heckinger. A, a hardware store. There was not yet Lowe's and Home Depot. Or at least not here. Um... So I head to one of those, uh, one of those places uh, nearby. I mean, uh, I live down here, so I kind of know pretty much my way around. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you pick up there? I want to get a pump sprayer. You know, like they... uh, I know what you're talking about. Big container, multiple gallons. It's got the hand pump on it. It's like kind of what you use for like bug spray. Yeah, or like just spraying things. Just sprays, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, some variable nozzles or whatever. I don't want like a like a too fine of a mist. But yeah, I'm gonna grab one of those. Okay. You pick up one of those. Anything else you want to pick up? Um flashlight and like okay. fifteen cans of spray paint. <laughs> okay. Um and you know what, for funsies, let's go with like like a few different let's go with like a black, a, a brown, and like a green. Maybe like a forest or like a like an olive. Okay. All right. Earth tones. Yeah. Um, I guess I probably need a lot of uh, tape, masking tape. I'm going to buy some of that. Okay. I'm loading up. And I think that's good, I guess. I think that's all within your uh, spending range there. Should be good. I'm curious to see what you're going to do with this. I know what you're doing. Really? I okay. So. Maybe. Um, all right. And then um, I load it into... Ginger's car. Okay. Uh, head to Joe Clock's. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to pay for parking. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Until until it's like five or six. Um, if they keep going back out and feeding the meter. Yeah. Either way, I'll head down. Maybe I'll make myself scarce after that. Um, Cause I'm not sure. Uh, it is still kind of early though, right? It's still before two. Yeah. By the time you get to Joe Clock's, it's going to be about two. All right, yeah. Um, throw a few quarters in the meter. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, kick the meter up for hour, two hours. There's, It's probably only two-hour parking there, so you have to come out every two hours to feed the meter. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll play it safe and just go the hour for now. I don't want to waste all my quarters. Right. <laughs> I think an outer was only a quarter back then, actually. So. Could have been. Yeah, there's probably still the nickel and dime slot. There's like three different yeah. size slots in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too many, too so much put change. put a quarter in. 
get yourself an hour on the parking meter. Hmm. Head on into Joe Clock's, and Lenny gets there around 2. I left Heather and Walter off around one thirty. Do you guys do anything in that half hour there? Uh, yeah, I did actually have one small thing. Uh, did you say it was Theo who was working today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to hear. All right, so at some point in between that one thirty to 2 o'clock uh, window of time... I step a little closer to my buddy at some time when he's not helping somebody. I say, hey, uh, Theo, you got a moment? Yeah, what's up, Walter? Well, you know, uh, you may or may not know, actually, that I am mainly an antique pistol enthusiast, but a firearm enthusiast nonetheless. Excuse me. Um, I was wondering, uh, assuming you don't already have one, he kind of shrugs and looks around, have you ever considered about, you know, uh, arming the store or having a uh, firearm in the store for protection I didn't really consider that at least until the store got broken into times they are a changing so uh, <laughs> he says I don't think we'd get a gun but I might consider it I guess um you know, if you have any thoughts uh, later on, uh, if you mention it to Headley and want any input, just let me know. I think I'm going to, well, hopefully acquire a new pistol, even though I prefer some of the older ones for collectible value, for practical reasons. Uh, maybe something more modern would of be... Of course, uh, Walter. We know uh, how you are with antiques. <laughs> he chuckles a little bit, and uh, he doesn't really get too in-depth, but... He was just a little curious. It crossed his mind with the, the whole gun thing going on. They're going to be surprised when he comes back with like four pistols under each side of his jacket. Shrapped. His armored plated jacket. Uzi 9mm. <laughs> Armor plated jacket. <laughs> so uh, you get done talking to Headley a little bit. Uh, I guess you start your work. Going around the floor and everything. Ding, 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 and ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you hear that ding, ding, and Lenny walks in. Um, he heard me. He heard me hobbling along. Yeah. Uh, if he's close to the door, I'll try to like hold it open for you, make it a little bit easier for you to traverse the doorway. How cold is it out today? Is it like a still cold as winter on record kind of sitch? It's it's March now. It's a little bit warmer. It's like in the forties now. Okay, that's good. So, like, the, the execution of all of the the Windwalker fucks made it warmer. I like it. Maybe? Yeah, no, yeah, I was just wondering. It feels that way. Like, it just doesn't feel it's as It's those cold howling winds they bring right. with them. Do you want to put on, like, 12 jackets? Why? Did they get you? <laughs> Feeling real scaly today. My skin is so dry. <laughs> all right, I'm going to... <laughs> I uh, I say yeah. I'm here for books. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, how you doing, Walter? Walter is completely unsure when you say that. He has no idea if you're joking or being serious. <laughs> and then I assume you can't keep a straight face, it's, and he probably smiles. It's it. probably his. His pale attempt at a joke. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Heather uh-huh. is there. Uh, she's kind of paging through some picture books. Am I back from the the range then? Yeah, yeah. Oh. You you finished up your thing. Um, Heather can and... read, by the way. She's <laughs> okay, paging. But through you like pictures. Picture mo- I do like pictures. <laughs> he calls I'm... magazines picture books, by the way. I, I want to say that she's looking at any kind of magazine about like talking to the dead or anything having to do with that okay all right you're reading some some occult things yeah um yeah shoots and ladders monthly it's fun (laughs) shoots and ladders there's coloring by numbers right now (laughs) is is that finger paint (laughs) so it is now two o'clock in the afternoon you guys are all at joe clock's bookshop you know where uh, there might be some historical books about uh, the occult, like recent history. Uh, you know, people were really into that, the early turn of the century and whatnot, I know. So I heard, you know, it's like the thing to do. Everybody got together, socialites, you know, summon the dead. Seen some weird pictures of ectoplasm. Lenny, did Walter tell you I did such a good gun? 
I went to the range. I did great. You did a good gun there. Good job, Heather. I did a great gun. That's uh, that's fun. Yeah, I wanted to take you. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame. I'll have to go next time. We'll go again. Watch. I'm going to get so good. I signed up to get my license. Uh, so anyway, yeah, now that, uh, now that we're all together here, um, so the cops showed up at the motel, hotel, holiday inn. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I, uh, you know, kind of made myself a little scarce, but they were totally holding my mugshot. What did you do? What, when they took the photo of the mugshot or at the time, earlier today? Did you... <laughs> Earlier today. So, uh, you know, I tried to get a little closer to hear what they were saying. Uh, I was going to try to sneak away, take her car and just be out. But uh, the phone started ringing in the room. It was our buddy, uh, Detective Thompson. Uh, You know, that guy's not too bad after all. Uh, So anyway, he got them to ease off. Uh, They just left after they went inside the office. So I left a note. Uh, Apparently, the chief of police ordered uh, APB on me. Holy shit. Um, I don't know how long the hold is going to last or, you know, the call off or whatever. Walter looks around immediately. Does it look like anybody followed him? Anybody suspicious walking by? Anybody followed Lenny? Yeah. He looks pretty worried by that last bit of statement there. Okay. Um, You see some customers here that, you know, are oddballs, but you see them every day. I, I notice he's he like looks around as soon as I say uh, you know that people were looking for me and I start looking around with him. I kind of lean over. I'm like, "That's a snake man. That's a snake lady." <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! And he kind of eases up with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, do you trust Thompson? Yeah, I kind of do. He um he's he's noticed the change in uh in in my boss. Uh, and some other people recently and this might uh they might have got to the chief of police i don't know why he would have called out a uh apb on me but uh, as far as i know the influence uh, and the friends of my friends didn't really reach that high i mean i don't know but um they might have replaced the chief of police with a you think that this chief of police is maybe a snake man now i don't know but it's definitely spreading Slowly, but it's getting more and more people that I know now. There's three that I know of. Walter, they're definitely awake. The three of them are that I know of. Um, so I wonder if... Uh, I, I still can't make the connection with your friends and my friends and the chief of police. Um, they're going for powerful people. That's really, really bad. It's different kinds of powerful people. They'll control everything. It's not good. So we got to figure out which one of your friends is a snake person, I think, or uh, figure some shit out real soon uh, and then get our asses out of Philadelphia. I got to get out of here. I don't know how long I can keep hiding. We could still go to Alaska. Looking a lot better. See, I don't know, letting it cool off, would that be a bad thing or? Well, you know, it just almost be easier just to kill all these guys one by one. (laughs) Ha ha ha. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah Walter has a nervous chuckle at that and then yeah there's that whole other thing with the play I mean this uh, I don't know if that's related but there's some other nutcase with some kind of hypnotism mumbo jumbo magic whatever you want to call it uh, isn't he supposed to this play supposed to ruin the, everything too right I want to say I start freaking out a little bit it's just too much stuff we're in a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and we need to wrap some of it up that one, I think, would be the easiest. Heather and I may be able to find some answers tonight. Um, I don't know exactly what we'll find out, if anything, but if all goes well, we might be able to find out what the connection is with the Black Lotus between the people who are after you and the members of the Mages 5. He tries to slide that out there coyly. Let's hope so. Uh, what, um, what, uh, what's happening tonight? We're talking to a dead guy. Um, you going to another funeral? Sorry for your loss, Heather, again, so soon. No, it might be something else. The whole the seance, right? It, yeah, it's kind of like that, but maybe not as bad as the meteor shower ritual that we talked about before. But I'm hoping we could find some answers, and I didn't want to make any waves until we can talk to this individual. 
What are you guys thinking? Like uh, one of them spirit boards, demon boards, whatever you want to call it. A Ouija board? A Ouija. A Ouija. Yeah, Ouija. kind of. But before I get sidetracked, uh, you know, this might just be incidental, but say we do cool off, use the air quotes again, and go to Alaska. Uh, Raquel mentioned that the one thing they do have uh, apparent weakness to is cold. I mean, it's possible they won't follow you if we go to Alaska. I mean, it's got to be terribly cold there. Oh, well, I've already thought about that. Uh, the thing is, uh, you know, how long... I don't think it's likely going to cool off at this point. I mean, maybe they're uh, looking for me, would, but uh, I think things can only get worse if we leave too soon. Yeah, I think we have to, like, take care of something because everybody keeps saying they're taking over the world. Well, Alaska's yeah. part of the world. Much as I want to get away, I feel like some of this stuff really can't be ignored. Well, I didn't really mean all of us, but, uh, you know, it kind of nods to you. A lot of this is connected to me. I gotta end it. Well, yeah, you know what? Back to the point at hand. Maybe that's uh, where you come back in. Uh, look, it's going to take Heather, me, and this professor, but uh, she said it'll leave us weak, so maybe you could watch our backs while this all goes down, just in case anything goes sideways? Finally. Something I'm good at. Instead of reading books and plotting lines, looking for numbers. <laughs> hey, somebody said you were just a driver. Yeah, that guy was smart. He should have just kept driving. But which brings me to uh, another thing I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, you know, I guess some good news uh, might be a little bit of work if anyone wants to paint a lot. But uh, I might be able to go get my truck. However, it's very likely that somebody is watching said truck. Wait, that's brilliant. I, I never brought this up before, but... <laughs> All right, sorry. He looks around and settles down a little bit. What is it? What is There's it, Walter? really a good moment to bring... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Timmy's in the well. <laughs> listen, you know, I mean, what if, uh, well, I guess it could be possible that it wouldn't be one of them that comes to, uh, you know, keep an eye on you. But I mean, what if we could, like, trap one of the uh, Ophidians and maybe prove that? Uh, uh, you know what? That's a long shot. I don't know. You know, I kind of thought of that, but it would be difficult. Yeah. There's a lot involved, I guess, you know. Especially with your leg. Uh, speaking of, how is your leg? He kind of looks at your knee. It's still hanging on, you know. It, it, is, it hasn't come off yet, so that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little relieved at that. He says, all right, well, I mean, this thing is at midnight. Right, so what do you guys do till then? You got ten um, hours to Can keep. I fill, just like, fill Lenny in on what we're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I just want to say I fill them in. I have a side thing, too. I didn't take a hit point back for sleeping. Well, you should have. I would like to. Uh, you know, we never established where we were going to meet for this uh, ritual. So at some point, I'm going to have to check in with uh, Rochelle and either leave her a message or finalize those plans. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Looking forward to coming with you guys, uh, but if we got some time, I was wondering, so, uh, you know, if I had to go down and get my truck, I'm not asking for much help, but I would have to uh, leave Ginger's car with somebody to drive it away or, or go back for that, but that's not that's an even worse idea. So, um, I mean, if, uh, I'll take you. if you want to drop me off nearby, I'll uh, take care of the rest myself. I mean, choose my roommate. If I just get pulled over, I'll just say oh, I'm borrowing my roommate's car. I wonder, uh, might not, might be too uh, late really to go now. Y yeah, wait, don't do it today. Um, Walter says, uh, let's get through the night. Uh, I, I was cautious about making any waves in other directions, and uh, perhaps we shouldn't hear until we can come up with a plan, especially if we can get some backup. I, I don't know. I mean, there there could be something here. Like I said, it's a long shot. One of them probably won't come themselves if they're really as high up as you say, but, I mean, if they are awakening other people, or, uh, I don't know... Well, they have, uh, like I said, they got some powerful people, so there's definitely some humans working for these guys, uh, you know, all kinds of guys that do stuff like sit around and watch one vehicle for many days on, in a row just so they can wag that guy. 
Yeah, definitely. But what if they put like a bomb on your truck or something crazy like that? You got like a one of those mirrors on a stick they like to use to look under the cars? Yeah, I guess I, I can't bend too well. I could, I could use a mirror on a stick. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. You know, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to just uh, peel out of there because um, uh, I got to change my plate too. Uh, don't worry, I got some other ones. They're, they're cleanish. See, while you guys are talking about this, uh, in the middle of it, you hear Theodore go, uh, Walter, phone for you. Right. And he goes over to grab it. Thank you. Hello? Hi, Walter. Yeah. How can I help you? This is Raquel calling. Um, just wanted to let you know that I think the best place to meet up tonight would be my office. I'll leave it open and you guys can just come through. If anyone has any questions, I'll just tell them that I'm grading papers and I needed a ride home. That sounds great. Oh, okay, thanks. That saves me a phone call. Good intuition. And she, she says, okay, well, I'll see you tonight. And hangs up with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys do for the rest of the time here? Anything else you guys want to accomplish? Um, well, we're going to need uh, a new place to, uh, you know, lay low. Um, so maybe... Uh, pick a slightly different part of the city yeah about that how do you think they knew you were there you said that they sent police for you and well i made the call to uh detective thompson oh shit wow how about that we got to use pay phones more often he's trustworthy but you know the you know the entire power of the force you know might you know be a little more uh something i gotta work around he pulls out his uh little pad and pencil he says uh one of you have his phone number right just in case yeah i got he it raises an eyebrow i'm not sure i still do but just in case he writes it down in his book for later i got his office number so uh there's that or his i think it's his office number not his pager right yeah no you have his office number yeah so uh yeah, next time I call him from not where we're staying, I'll uh, see if I can get a different number as well. I should have did that earlier. I just figured having some reference would be good. If Hopefully I won't ever have to reach out to him, but I just figured it'd be good to have his number. Well, I actually had a sit down with him earlier today. He helped me out. He's uh, going to try to see what he can do if I need help, I guess. But uh, for now, he's keeping the heat off my back. I'm going to have to lay real low. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, hopefully we'll have some answers tonight. I don't know exactly what to think of this, but I think it's a better alternative than some of the other stuff we've talked about. At least there's no terrible dimensional shamblers, he says, unsure, but he's fearful enough to know that he doesn't want to fuck with it. Yeah, as long as we're not, uh, you know, uh, doing anything too weird. I mean, of course I'll watch your backs, but... You know, just talk to the old guy, right? Not uh, nothing else. I mean, what's too weird? I don't know. How much weirder can it really get? I mean, you know, uh, you never know. This is where Night of the Living Dead started. You know, you, you bring back this old guy, he starts biting everybody. You never know. Oh my god, I know. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I start looking through, like, the, what, yellow pages? Four shitty motels okay like while we're standing there all right so you find this kind of place that that it only has a number on it it's it's really oh shady it's it's a really bare bones subtle uh number that's in there and it's in west philadelphia walter says uh let's use the name willis freeman this time i see so if we got to bring heat on anybody all right well, one of them's a snake man. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Shit. Let's hope not. Anything else you guys want to do before Walter leaves work at 8? I guess I'll just look through those books. Okay. Do we have a Guns and Ammo uh, magazine here which has any information on the Glock that I can show these to? You got any, uh, you got any magazines with tits in here, Walter? What? No. <laughs> this is Center City, Philadelphia. We've got a reputation to keep up. That's exactly how I imagine one. Yeah, it's great. Go up to the high end of Market Street if you want that kind of stuff. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. He's getting bored here. He looks a little 
a little offended that you would even suggest something like that at this place. <laughs> oh, I asked it across the store, too. Like, I said it loud enough. Like, you were at the other end of the store, and I kind of yelled it back. Oh, no. I yelled back to him, like, we're not in a bookstore. Lenny, stop! <laughs> Was this a library? Kind of. Still balloons floating in the air from the last time you were here. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Just, uh, you know, no one's around. I was kind of goofing. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Walter right. shakes his head. So eventually, Walter, your shift ends at 8 o'clock. Uh, I guess you guys just stick around till then? Before, well, well before. After I filled them all in, I would have went back and uh, fed the meter. Um, oh, yeah, of course. From what I get there, around 2-ish? Yep. And so that would only put me out to 4, which means I'd have to go back out and put two more hours in. And then we'd be good. So, 6 o'clock rolls around, 8 o'clock rolls around. Anything else you guys want to do? Um, hey, uh, Walter, uh, before we get out of here, you mind if I use... Um, you got like a large sink back there or somewhere I could fill... Uh, you know, what do you uh, fill? You Like a bucket for a mop or specifically a pump sprayer? Yeah, there's a little utility sink uh, in the back of the room there, a little drain by it. Can't miss it. Thanks. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to um, grab that, grab something out of Krusty Bottom's car. What do you pull out of there? Just the pump sprayer. And uh, okay. I go back to uh, fill that with water. Okay, you fill up the pump sprayer with water. 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 Just water. Yeah, some, just some water. Water down real good. Um I come out and I say, yeah, so I figure when I go to get the truck, you know, uh, it's cold out. Uh, these things don't like cold. Uh, water makes fabric not work too well. So uh, rather than just blasting somebody with a gun, uh, this might might bother them a little more than, you know, just trying to fist fight them. I don't know. It might help. Like you said about the cold, I'm going to put some cubes in here tomorrow. That's a good idea. Yeah, for later. We we still need you tonight. Yeah, I know. But I guess it can't hurt to be ready. It's probably good to have on us, just in case. You know, I don't know where the resources, like I said. Um, All right, so uh, 8 o'clock rolls around. Walter, your shift ends. We did book a room, though, right? Yeah, in West Philly. So uh, you guys go to this new hotel. Well, not a hotel. It's more like a uh, like a bed and breakfast when you get there, you see that it is pretty run down. It looks like it's just someone's home, and they might be renting out the top floor. The OG Airbnb. On the playground, that's where I'll spend most of my days. Walter's like, uh, well, uh, you know, I gotta check on my house tonight. Uh, maybe <laughs> we don't all have to stay here. Yeah, Walter, you're more than welcome. I mean, uh... Not a bad place to lay low. Seems very off the books. Yeah, I mean, up until midnight, we could certainly lay low here. Heather's standing in front of the mirror going, Guys, it's this place is great. It's one of those skinny mirrors. It makes me look so skinny. Anything you guys want to do between now and midnight? Get some food. Make sure we're, you know, prepared for this, at least uh, best physically we can. So you guys uh, fuel up uh, bodily-wise. Um, we're going to say right now it's 1130. University City is not far from West Philadelphia. In fact, it's part of West Philadelphia. Uh, we try to get there a little bit early, at least get to the campus by 1130. So okay. uh, try to check in early. Make, I don't know how much prep time there's going to be, so we might even try to get there like closer to 11. Well, on the ride there, I kind of started the conversation. You know, uh, Walter, uh, I don't know uh, what you guys hope to... Uh, achieve talking to the dead i mean uh, there ain't no such thing as talking to the dead but uh, i do have some questions for this verkel kind of an ulterior motive to come along but uh seance come on don't you want to find uh, out how he died his heart was like exploded we saw the autopsy you guys are gonna sit around you know she's probably gonna put the, some drugs in there some incense you know you're gonna get high I uh, think you're talking to a ghost, you know, somebody's fingers are moving the planchet. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm okay if we're just getting high. <laughs> I mean, with all that we've seen so far, I mean, 
at least we don't have to worry about getting mauled or turned into some ice creature. I, I mean, if this just makes us tired. You better have a piece of wood in your car. <laughs> okay, so on the way to University City, uh, you hit a lot of traffic uh, due to uh, road construction and building new buildings over in University City right now. So it takes you a little bit of time to get there. However, come 11.30, you wind up at University of Pennsylvania. When you get to the building that Raquel McLeod is in, there is a security guard. Uh, When you walk in, the doors are locked, though. But you see a security guard sitting behind a desk. Well, I might have to rap upon the door. See if I can get his attention. Okay. Guard gets up from the desk. He comes over to the door. He puts his hand off to the side of the door, and you hear a little speaker go, uh, Yo, what can I help you with? Uh, we're closed. Uh, yes. Hello. Um, my name's Walter. Uh, I have a, me- a meeting with uh, Professor McLeod this evening. Says, Oh, yeah. She did mention that someone was going to be stopping by. You're going to give her a ride? Um, what, uh,. Did all three of you come? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He goes, well, he, she did mention she needed a ride and there was a couple people coming. Um, hold on real quick. What are your names? Walter. Heather. And? Lenny. All right. He goes behind the desk. You see him pick up a phone. He comes back to the door and you hear a meh. Noise. I hold the door open for my pal with the busted leg. So he lets you in? Thanks. So you guys head on in, go to the office of Raquel McLeod, you know, knock on the door. She says, come in, come in. I say, uh, she doesn't really know about you, so take it easy on her. Yeah, remember, I, uh, I was listening to that phone conversation. Uh, I have a little inkling that she might not be uh, too thrilled to have a big bearded homeless guy with you. Mountain, mountain man type, you know, burly and handsome. Could always uh, wait out here if you want. Nah, I got some questions for this uh, this broad. Don't call her broad when you're in there. I'm telling you, Lenny, don't call her broad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame, right? Is that a skirt? Oh, my God. My, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, miss? Just call her doctor. Doctor. Is she a doctor? Yes. So when you guys walk in, you see that she has removed the carpet from the, well, not carpet, but a rug from the floor, has rolled it up, put it in the corner. She's moved her desk aside as well. She has a couple candles around some weird geometric shapes. And in the center of it is what looks like some drawing of like two leaves crossing, something like that. It's kind of hard to tell exactly what it is because it's just a bunch of shapes to you. Fascinating. But she says, oh, come in to Heather and Walter. And she goes, wait, who's this friend of yours? Uh, hello. Uh, hello, doc- doctor. I'm uh, Leonard, Leonard Cobb, a close friend. And uh, I'm kind of wrapped up in all this. The one who was attacked by the Ophidians, I say bluntly. Oh. There's more now, too. There's more? Uh, at least three I know of. Three? Oh, my God. Anyway. I have a lot of questions, too. Well, please, go right ahead. And also, I thought, if this is going to weaken us, maybe we could have some backup. I mean, I'm here for, like, you know, moral support, uh, you know, personal investment. But, uh, you know, things can always go wrong, right? Good to have someone <laughs> sitting aside. She says, yeah, yeah, things can go wrong with this. But, you know, it might actually pay to have someone here just in case things do go wrong if you can interrupt the ritual yeah um you know if things look looking a little crazy uh definitely step in but uh did i don't know how much you uh really mingle with these other guys in this little club that i probably shouldn't know about but um any of them seem very strange and start asking a lot of questions that they should have known the answers to recently she says no uh, none of them really. In fact, they're all kind of know-it-alls. That's, uh, that's what happened with uh, some of the people that I know that are now 
ophidians or at least i don't know how they did it but they're taking over powerful people as far as i know it's the ritual i described and they had the purple lotus so i don't know how she looks shocked at that they got their hands on it and made the poison it was a hallucinogen from the purple lotus as far as i know um a little bit about it in his books injected me with that stuff shit i wasn't right for days and i hear it was in the hands of one of these guys so uh it's all very strange she says yeah i i don't know where they got it from i don't know where your friend associate got it from the flowers supposed to be it does not exist whatsoever there's one lotus close to it and it's pretty rare but acquirable I feel like maybe, uh, you know, you do something to it, it turns color or something, right? Makes sense to me. Uh, it's very possible they bought it at a place in Delaware. She says, huh, have you considered going there and checking it out? You know, I really haven't had the chance lately. You know, there's a lot going on. Maybe after tonight we won't need to. That's true. Let's, uh, let's get started. And, uh, after she she lights the candles around the uh, around the geometric shapes, pull up a chair along the wall near the door. All right, and she she opens a book up and she starts reading it off, and it sounds all gibberishy. It sounds like a language, but no language that you've heard before. She's beatboxing for the first time. So. That's what she's doing. Um, she does that for a little while while she's taking water and throwing it over the geometric shapes. And then she's taking salt and throwing that into. Then she takes the water again and puts it on her fingers and extinguishes the candles one by one until it's just smoke and dark in the room. And she says, okay, join hands. Walter reaches out to grab Raquel and Heather. I fold my arms suspiciously in the corner or back against the wall as I watch. Okay. So you fold your arms to watch, and she starts chanting some words, uh, words question mark. As she's doing this, you start to feel like a breeze in the room, even though the windows are closed. The breeze kicks up a little bit. Oh, hell no. And you start to see papers that are on her desk start to fly around. They're whipping around the room, and you start to have this weird smell in the air, like a, like a sulfury, almost vinegar smell with it. I want to look around for any fans or vents that might be causing this. Any elaborate setups? You start to see a tornado of papers start to surround Heather and Walter and Raquel. I kind of lean in, bewildered. Then you start to see some little sparks of electricity in the air. The sparks start to arc into what looks like little lightning bolts. And then you start to hear something that sounds like a backwards recorded, subtle scream. And you start to hear And that's where we're gonna end the episode. Oh, you fucker. That's one of my favorite like fall tracks. <laughs> That one is the best. Yeah. People like the Will, the Wilhelm scream or whatever. I think that other one's better. I think that was a good ending for our one-year episode. That was great. Oh, my God. I was like, he's not going to end it before we do anything. He's not going to do it. We just summon the dead, I think. <laughs> I Maybe. I don't know. It's a hologram or something. I told you. I said it in the first episode. We're going to get Jumanji'd. And it's our anniversary. We're going to get fucking Jumanji'd. Shit. All right. So, guys, uh, that's going to be it. Anyone we want to thank real quick? How about our Patreon supporters? Oh, hey, thanks, Patreon supporters. Thanks, thanks to guys. everybody who listens. Let me just read them off real quick. We got Anthony Stanley, Andrew Fletcher, Regis Philbin, of course. Regis. Tom Winklespeck and Anne-Marie Callahan. Thanks to all of you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. And everyone else, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time, but until then, remember, sanity is overrated. Blue's gonna do weekend two. Right in the sanity.
welcome to the anniversary of that Cthulhu John I don't know the one you um, welcome to, um, maybe just go to hello and welcome to that episode yada yada of that Cthulhu mm-hmm. John um, our one year anniversary episode okay and we'll go, hey you know maybe we'll work something sounds out sounds good we'll to like me a, I have a confetti cannon that I've never used. It's a one-time use thing. Should I do it? I mean, it's not even... It doesn't even make sense. I don't think it makes sense in an audio format. so loud and so messy. It's pointless. (laughs) It would be fun, though. What am I, made of stone? I couldn't not buy it. It was like $11. I needed it. Is it it one of the ones that had the little trigger on it? This is big tube, and then you pull this thing at the bottom, oh, okay. like a big tube. About. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of confetti. It better be. Is it one-time use? Yeah. Nice. We'll do that for the Hangout episode. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to start off here. Uh, where's my water? I'll get that if I need it. Uh, where's me water? La, 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 la. <clears throat> hmm. La, 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 Hello, la, thanks la, for joining us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Me, me, me. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.com. 